Hey guys, we're doing a live mailbag show, answering your questions as they come in. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, as I said, we're doing a one of these mini shows, which we do every day, um, but answering questions. Live mailbag show over streamed over on YouTube. So if you are listening to the podcast version of this later on, if you want to get your questions in live, you can go and check them out on YouTube and get those questions in here. Let's see how we go. Let's let's kick it off. Um, there's a lot of people in here already. A lot of questions being thrown in. So let's just uh, throw this out. Let's start off. Uh, James Die is or D. Apologies if I got that wrong. Is Isaac Okoro a worthwhile stash in a 14 team league? Yes. I think I would be doing that for Okoro. Look, they're starting Dante Exum at the three, the Cavs today, which game has uh, just tipped off at, at this at this point. I think Okoro's probably got low offensive upside, but there's enough value and enough minutes probably coming his way that make him yeah, maybe even a 12-team stash, but definitely someone that I'd look at as a 14-team league stash for sure. Hello from Singapore. Hello to you too. Is Eric Bledsoe a drop in a points league? Now, if you just tell me points league, I'm going to assume it's Yahoo and NBA default scoring points league. And in that league, in that format, Eric Bledsoe is the 185th ranked player, which is objectively ter- uh, terrible. Yeah, that's objectively. That's the right word. Uh, it, it's terrible. But will he continue to be that bad? Almost assuredly not. I don't know how good he's going to be in a 12-team format for Bled. I would probably hold. It just depends who is available. But... Yeah, I think there's a real chance and and a pretty big chance that he's not a top 100 player. We're going to get a little bit more info coming in. Um, yeah, today I think it's, I think it's today that they play. I can't remember what day uh, we, we we're getting, what teams are playing on what day. Yeah, he's playing today, so we'll get a little bit more um, information come in there to see exactly you know, how he looks. But at this point, I, I'm holding just to see what happens. Um, Richie Otten says, Hey Josh, I'm a new basketball monster member and beginner in a points league. I'm struggling with figuring out the best streamers and who will probably play well for the night. Any advice? Well, on basketball monster, we have a page that says daily projections. So if your league is loaded in, your settings are loaded in, your rosters are loaded in. If you go to that daily projections page, you can see the players who aren't on any roster who are going to perform the best. And they're up the top of that list. And they're the guys that you can stream in. Now it's never going to be hundred percent accurate, of course, but yeah, that's how we sort of project those things. All right, Alex, is Butler for Van Vliet a good trade? I'm low on threes, and I'm punting rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage, and I'm a top in free throw percentage. I think it is a pretty good trade. I think that their value is relatively equivalent, but in a situation like your one, uh, where you are punting um, a field goal percentage, where Butler is, is pretty strong there, uh, and getting threes, especially you're low on threes and you want to get them up, then Van Vliet is probably going to provide you more value there, so I, I don't mind it, of course. 
We've got uh, Butler, who's injured at the moment. Van Vliet's underperforming. I, I don't mind that deal. I think it's I think it's pretty good. All right. Charlie Pills, is TJ Warren going to get better or should I trade him? And then Charlie, there's a lot of people asking me questions here about TJ Warren. Another one from Cohen Poirier, who says, you know, how do we reconcile Warren's production with his ADP value? Should he be traded? Now, this is the thing. He's not playing well. You know that I was a little bit more down on him in the past. I've been more down on him than others, for sure. Um but I thought he'd be a little bit higher in the offensive pecking order than where, say, Victor Oladipo is. But yeah, Warren in a points league is 143rd ranked player at this point. In a category league, um, I don't think it's any better. He's 192nd there. He's really struggling. But trading him now, what's the point? Like, you are, is he going to be worse than this? Is he going to be worse than the 192nd ranked player? Almost undoubtedly no. So trading him at this point is, is pointless. So that goes for really anybody. Yeah, if you're looking at anybody, oh man, they're so bad, I need to trade them away. Unless you're getting back decent value, it's no point trading them at this point in the season when their value is as low as it possibly is. Eugen Park, do I think John Collins is going to be is going to do better? It's really hard with Collins because we still haven't seen a full team of you know, full minutes Capella, Danilo Gallinari. He was great against the Nets, he's been poor in other games. Do I think he'll do better than he did against the Nets? No. Do I think he'll do better than he did in the early games this season? Probably. But we really still haven't had a good look at how everything works together in this crowded Hawks rotation. It just hasn't happened yet. So that puts a little bit of a limit on to you know, what, what Collins's value is, I, I guess, at this point. So I think he's going to improve somewhat, but I don't. he's not going to be as good as last year. He's not going to be a top 20 player, and I'd be pretty surprised if he was a top 30 player. Um but we just haven't got any real data point to to explain that to us because uh, of the absences and, and the limits of Capella and the the absence of Gallinari. Now, he's the 50th ranked player so far, John Collins, in 26 minutes a night. Yeah, I think you know, top 35 is a realistic expectation for him. But if you go too much higher than that, uh, I think we might be going a little bit too far. Mehmet Baskoilu. Sorry if I mispronounced that one. Hey, Josh. Really strong rebounders in my team, and I want more threes. I have Marvin Bagley. Should I trade him for Cam Reddish? Yeah, look, I don't think Bagley's someone that we should be just hanging on to at all costs, especially in a category league, which it appears that you're in. He's the 235th ranked player in a category league. Um, but you want to trade him for Cam Reddish? By all means. Reddish sort of falls into the similar pro- similar problems we have with Collins, because we don't know how it all works with a full team. There's still no... I didn't even mention Chris Dunn or Nyeka Okongwu back on that team. We don't know how they're going to fit into the rotation. But yeah, by all means. Like, if you've got too many rebounds and you want to grab... Um, and, and you want to grab uh, someone for threes like uh, Cam Reddish, then by all means, that's uh, that's the way you do it. That's the way you add it. Um, all right, what else have we got going on here in the uh, in the live chat? Da-da-da. Is Dejounte is from Zach? Is Dejounte Murray a sell high with maximum Derek White coming back? Probably. He probably is. He's been really good, obviously. Um, just got news here that a lot of Bulls players are out with uh, health and safety protocols. No Larry Markin and no Ryan Archie no Thomas Sadoransky, and no Chandler Hutchison. They are all out today. So that's uh, that's interesting. That Bulls rotation is going to be really uh, really intriguing. Uh, back to, back to the question, which uh, where is it? Oh, Dejounte Murray. That was the question. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do think that he is going to be a little bit of a sell high. He is putting up some great numbers at the moment. He's the 33rd ranked player. I think the top 50 is not outrageous for DeJounte. We, he's obviously fully recovered from his ACL injury. He's putting up some 
putting up some strong uh, strong numbers. Um, and uh, let's do, do, do. He's putting up some strong numbers at the moment, but let's have a look. He's also shooting 55 from the field. He's got a usage of 25, and I think those two things are going to come down. Now, I'm doing something a little bit different on today's show um, because I have got a special guest with me. I'm going to put these head. That's why these headphones are around my neck. So I do have a special guest here with me, and this is a question that many people have been asking me. Um, it is the host of the Locked On Blazers podcast, Mike Richmond. Let's hope this tech is working as we're going live. Can you hear me? I can indeed. Can you hear me? I can hear you. We're going live. We're setting up Zoom calls on the fly. Mike Richmond is here to answer your questions about the Blazers. I'm just going to preempt everyone's questions. Mike, kids, cover your ears. What the fuck is going on with Yusuf Nurkic? He stinks right now. He's just bad. Um, the biggest thing, like the biggest thing is just the low usage. I think some of it is just bad decision making, but his his field goal attempts per 36 are way down. They're down by about 30% year over year and his turnovers are way up. Everything else is about the same. He's actually finishing a little bit better. Uh, he's not making free throws, but he's not getting to the line anyways because he's just not being aggressive. Uh, he came into the season admittedly at about 70% of his fitness level. And I think that's generous, quite frankly. And he looks like a dude who is not physically ready to play basketball right now. So I would, I am, I am hopeful that Yusuf Nurkic can get back to his level, but I think it might take some patience for him to get there. Why? Why is he out of shape? Like, obviously, he recovered from his broken leg and he was set to come back before the season shut down in March. Came into the bubble, played 33 minutes a night and dominated. I posited a theory, which is completely unfounded, but did he contract COVID and not able him to to work out? Was he just restricted in his ability to work out? Did he just decide that he was going to you know, sit back and drink beers and eat snails during his time off? Like, well, I don't know what actually happened with Yusuf Nurkic. Do you have any idea why he isn't in this shape? Because when he came into the bubble, he was in amazing shape and he dominated and he was clearly the Blazers' second best player there and he was putting up monster numbers. Um, what, why, is, why is this the case? So I, I think it's a combination of things. I think maybe it's just some irresponsibility, like you said, a lot of snail eating. But also, he his grandmother passed away while he was in the bubble, and then he went back to Bosnia. And I okay. think he came back to Portland and had to go again. I'm not exactly sure on the timeline, but I know he spent an extended time dealing with a family issue in Bosnia uh, back home. And I think maybe uh, the... Nurk the Nurk the human had to take care of stuff. So Nurk the person with a job was unable to. Uh, and he just whether that was uh, irresponsibility or just sort of the struggles of life of being an adult and likely the person who um, is the provider for a great deal of his family, it took away from him being ready to go. Um, so he's just, I, I think there was some, whatever was going on with his family, because he was late to training camp. Um, he missed the first four practices, I believe, of training camp. Whatever was going on with his family back home, I believe just took away from his conditioning. Uh and he's just he's just not there yet and it's and it is obvious last question before i let you go mike um because obviously yeah, people playing fantasy want to know what's going on um is it I, I don't believe that this is the case but there are people who are that well he just yes terry stotch just thinks ennis Cantor is better so he's just going to play ennis Cantor and it's going to be stuck in a timeshare for the rest of the season i don't believe that i think that when nurkic gets this conditioning back that he will be you know back to you know basically what he usually does um, is there any indication to think that Stotts is you know, enamored with cancer and wants to play them 24 minutes a night? No, I, I think Nurk will push up back in that 
I, 20, I mean, he's not going to play a ton more, but I think he pushed towards 30 minutes a game. I think he's playing about 25 a night, like you said, 24 a night, splitting the time. I think maybe he'll get another extra four minutes, push towards 30. Uh, I think right now, as like Cantor has limitations, but you know what you're going to get from him, and you just don't know what you're going to get from Nurk, and that is the, the coaching decision, is that uh, the sort of known limitations of Ennis Cantor are more appealing than the total wild card of Yusuf Nurkic. Mike, thank you for taking the the time out of your day today on New Year's Eve, nonetheless, to come on and just give us some insights uh, from the ground there in Portland about Yusuf Nurkic. And guys, check out Locked on Blazers. And Mike will have plenty more thoughts on Nurk, Gary Trent, Carmelo Anthony, Damian Lillard, whatever you want to hear about the Blazers. Mike, thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, Josh. All right. So there goes Mike Richmond. I'm going to take these headphones off. Yeah, look, so yeah, I think Mike gives us a bit of insight there into what we expect from Nurkic, that is, he's out of shape. It's not a, um, a Terry Stotts doesn't like him sort of thing. He's just all over the shop, and that's why we're just holding on to Nurk. It's rough at the moment. You know, I, I misread his situation coming into the year for sure. Um, so yeah, hold on to Nurk at, at this point. And I think in these live question and answer shows, I'm going to try and get someone from the Locked On Podcast Network in to talk about their team for whatever the major question is about that team, just to get a little bit of insight into those scenarios. Did you guys like that? Let me know what you thought. All right, let's go back to the questions. There was a question I saw that was a super chat that came in from Joe Stout. It says, Happy New Year, Josh. Happy New Year to you too. Happy New Year to everybody who's listening to this. It is January the 1st here in Australia. So uh, I was... Uh, you know. Half past midnight last night, dog just started barking. He never barks through the night. He's a, he's a seven-month-old puppy. He never barks through the night, right? So it's 12.30. We're going, oh, my God, is it the fireworks? What's wrong with him? No, it turns out that he just did a massive diarrhea shit in his bedroom. So that was a great, massive start to the new year. Uh, unbelievable stuff. Uh, Joe Stout says, how is the wildfire, wildlife sorry, in Australia adjusting with all the wildfires? Uh, to be honest, Joe, I, I don't actually know. I haven't really heard anything about the recovery. Thankfully, at this time last year, we were getting smashed with fires already. Thankfully, that hasn't been a problem uh, at this point, but I haven't heard anything about the uh, the wildlife recovery, unfortunately. Um, Arj Yaj, probably mispronounced that one. Do I hold on to Hassan Whiteside for a bit longer or drop? Now, I'm, I'm all about dropping him at this point. I think that um, just the, the minutes there are too low. Maybe they push up at some point, but it is clear that Rashawn Holmes is the significantly better player. And he's going to get the bulk of those minutes. And maybe you look at Whiteside as a stream guy. I don't think that he is someone that we just hold on to uh, at all costs. Mark Vinzen. Vinzon. Hey, Josh, points league. Sell on Cat or Damian Lillard at this point? Again, Mark, like I said earlier, it is the worst. Why would you sell an injured guy? You're going to get low value back. And why would you sell a guy like Damian Lillard who is struggling? This is not... This is the antithesis of buy low, sell high. This is sell low, buy high. Like, well, I'm not sure what we're actually doing here. Now, Lillard is the 36th ranked player in points leagues at the moment. He's going to be better than that. He's not a top 10 player in points leagues usually. He's like a top 15 guy. But you don't sell low. Like, that's it's just a bad way of, of going about fantasy, in my opinion. JL, I don't, that's not me, but someone asked that. Who is the better pickup between Rui Hachimura and Miles Bridges? Well, normally any question you ask me, if it involves Rui Hachimura, I'll go the other side. So I'll take Miles Bridges there, who's playing really well. You know I was pretty hyped for a Bridges breakout last year, and it never came. And here we are now in a lesser role, off the bench, really putting up good numbers. He is the guy that I would like. Uh, New York captain says it's Crooklyn. Hey, Crooklyn, I know you're an active bloke in the old Discord. He says, Happy New Year to you and your family. Appreciate that. Same to you as well. Um... Jordan Stevenson, what do I do with Aiton? DeAndre Aiton, yes, he is struggling. What do you do? Again, 
who is going to be looking at John Rate and go, man, I, I want that guy and I want him at good value. He is the 109th ranked player so far this season. He's playing 27 minutes a night and he just looks like he doesn't give a shit most of the time. And that's a real problem. Um, but I don't think that you can do much about it. You just got to hold and hope he gets better and maybe trade him off after that. Um, hey, Josh, please let me let know that things will get better for Donovan Mitchell. Sure. Things will get better for Donovan Mitchell. Again, there's a lot of panicking happening here after three games. Mitchell's the 107th ranked player. I preached a lot of caution with him, saying he's never been a top 40 player. We need to see something added to his game. And I thought maybe he could become a top 35 guy and maybe push into that top 40 zone. But he was going very, very high in drafts. But at the moment, why is he off? i tell you why he's off, and this is the absolute guarantee of someone getting better. He's shooting 28% from three, he's shooting 32% from the field, and he's shooting 77% from the line. Last year, he was at 45, 37, and 86. His true shooting is at 44%. That could have a 12 percentage point increase. That happens, and then you're right back, back in that top 40 mix. So yes, it will get better. Nobody, especially someone the quality of Donovan Mitchell, will continue to be a 32% shooter. It just will not happen. Um, do not drop Nurkic. Thank you for someone throwing that into the chat. Yes, absolutely you don't do that. Um, all right, where are we? Savion Garcia. Would you trade away Eric Bledsoe for Keldon Johnson? I probably would. I think Bledsoe is trending down. I think Keldon is trending up, but it could be also one of those ones that I can see you know, a 50-50 chance of it going the other way. And in general, if I'm doing a trade, if it's a 50-50 scenario, I probably just say, well, I might as well just ride out what I've got. If I feel like 70% confident I'm going to win, then yes, I'll do it. But if it's a 50-50, I'm probably more likely to hold in most of those cases. Um, all right. Did you, did you guys like Mike coming on? Um, and, and me doing that little sort of insider segment on these on this show. Let me know what you thought. What's a good return from Julius Zach Cunningham? What's a good return for Julius Randle in a points league? He's a top ten player in our scoring system. Well, he's a top ten player in your scoring system, so therefore a good return would be a top ten player. That's how you should be looking at it. Because we look at Randle, and there are things that he can't continue to do. Right? And there's, there's no doubt about this. Like he he cannot continue to do some of the things that he is doing. But a lot of the things he's con he's doing, the huge minutes. He's playing 38 a night. He's the 15th ranked player in category. Amazingly, he's better in category leagues than he is in uh, points leagues, which is never something we say about Julius Randle. So, you know, when, when if you're looking to trade him, don't you know, don't say, well, he's definitely going to drop off significantly. Now, the thing that I, I tell you, one thing that if we look at Donovan Mitchell and we say things are going to change, I tell you one thing that's 100% going to change. He is shooting. If you were in the chat here, guess guess what his three point percentage is. Giggity. That should give you an idea. 69% for three. 69. It is obviously not going to continue. He is 9 of 13 from 3. So it's low volume, but that's in four games. That is going to come down. And when that comes down, his three-pointers come down, which are a positive category. His scoring comes down. His field goal percentage comes down. Three-point percentage is a three-category hit. So he's going to drop off. But I think he can still be a top 50-ish sort of a player. Um, and in a points league, I think he can probably be a top 20 sort of a player. So in, if he's top 10 in your um, in your um, format, if he's top 10 in your format, then yeah, look to a, a top 15, top 10 sort of a guy and just hope that a lot of it continues with the understanding that three-point percentage has zero chance of continuing. There's just no way that that's going to keep going. Um, all right, other questions coming in. 
Rashawn Holmes is a free agent in my league. Should I drop Duncan Robinson for him? Jordan Stevenson says that. Well, look, that really depends, Jordan. And this is a lot. Of, I probably would say yes. Is it a points league? Is it a category league? But you're trading away a guy who might hit three threes a game for a guy that's going to give you uh, rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage. They're just wildly different characters and and and, uh, and contributors. One guy might be a top 70 guy for what you need. The other guy might be a top 180 guy. And I couldn't tell you which one's which. That's really dependent on how your team looks. Ben Passer, is Cameron Johnson a must-add player? I wouldn't say that he's must-add. If so, who would you drop for him? Brandon Clark, Chris Boucher, or Terrence Ross in a points league? Um, let's have a look. I'm not really sure about how Cam Johnson's looking in a, in a points league at this point. He's the 121st ranked player, so I'm going to say no. He's not a must-roster player in a points league. Um, I wouldn't drop Boucher. Yeah, Brandon Clark, maybe I'd consider, but yeah, look, he's fine as a stream sort of a guy. Nick the Quick, is Wiggins worth holding on to in a points league? 100%, Nick, 100%. Scott Carroll, I was offered uh, Anthony Davis for Andre Drummond. Was I a fool for doing that trade in a points league? Well, Andre Drummond is a very, very good points league, and he is obviously dominating. At the moment, he is the third-ranked player in points leagues. I've got him projected to be a top 10 guy the rest of the way. Now, I do have Anthony Davis projected to be a top six guy the rest of the way. Um, but at the moment, Drummond is clearly outperforming Davis. I don't think you're wrong for doing that trade, though. I think there is upside in doing that, and I think it probably is something I would have done in that scenario. Um, all right. Ryo Akubo. Hey, Josh, because of the shorter offseason, does it make sense to have a longer leash on your guys this season? I think there's two ways of looking at Ryo. Um, yes, because there's wacky shit going on all over the place at the moment, right? There's this wacky stuff happening everywhere. So we understand that these players are playing through stuff. They're out of shape. There's no coherence with their team. There's nine new coaches across the NBA as well. That's uh, an issue there. But because the season is compressed and the season is shorter... We have less window to make that up in fantasy. So while we do have to have a bit of a longer leash, we also have to have a shorter leash and say, well, you know, one week worth of action this year is maybe one fourteenth of the regular season versus one seventeenth of the regular season. So it actually means more to us. So while we have to understand and have that compassion for the situation these players are in, like Yusuf Nurkic losing his grandmother, multiple trips back to Bosnia, not giving a shit about basketball, which you can understand at points that that, that is a problem. But you know, we also have to, to realize, I'm not saying to drop him, of course, but we also have to realize that we're in a shortened season here from a fantasy perspective as well. Todd Neese says, should I trade DeAndre Ayton and Mike Conley for Shea Gildas-Alexander in a 10-team, eight-category league? I think I would. In the those shallower leagues, you generally want the top-end talent, and Shea is the better talent, I think, out of that group, especially with how things are looking so far this season. And you're going to have, you know, you, you're going to, you trade two guys away to get one player and you're going to have someone on the waiver wire who's going to be good to replace him. So Todd, yes, I would be pretty sure I would do that. Um, X, I know, should I pick up off waiver wires Mike Conley in an ESPN points league? What? Why is, there is so many, like ESPN, man, some of the stuff that goes on in terms of the, the players that are rostered over there are pretty wild. Would I roster Mike Conley? Now, I don't know the parameters of your league in terms of how many players are rostered, how many teams, all that sort of thing. But I think I, I find it pretty hard to just justify a guy who in ESPN's default point scoring system is the 55th ranked player. There is no way he should be on the waiver wire. So yes, the answer there is yes. Um, okay, let's go, let's go. 
Um, Giancarlo de Jesus. Hey, Josh, should we wait for Faku Compazzo to break out or drop him? I think there's just too many players in front of him at this point for, to have big, big minutes. I thought there was a chance that he might yeah, push into the regular rotation as a big part of it. It's not happening. You can move on in most situations. Um, all right. Anton DP. I'm trading Josh Jackson. Which big man can I get with rebounds and good free throws? Well, that's I, I can't answer that because I'm not the person you're trading with. You need to really look into, you know, where, where's Josh Jackson going? Okay, what's his value at the moment? Well, at the moment, he is the 89th ranked player. I think that's probably a little bit high for Jackson, who's shooting quite well. You want a big man who's a good a good enough yeah, shooter? I, I think that that's, you can make, is Jared Allen worth looking at? Is that too low? I think Allen's not a bad guy to take a look at. Is it Chris Boucher? People are very sour on him. Rashawn Holmes, is he a big man that we look at there? No one's going to accept Miles Turner or Jonas Valanciunas, but you can maybe look into it. You're looking at those back-end big men. Tom Bryant might be someone. People are down on Tom Bryant. Maybe he's the guy that you take a look at in that scenario. Uh, Callus Talks, do I drop Alfred Payton for Lou Dort? Well, again, do you need assists or do you need steals? Now, Payton provides steals but he provides assists too. Well, Dort is more of a steals guy. I think in general, just the value that Peyton provides is more valuable. And that's you know, obviously saying value too many times in a sentence. I would probably keep Lord Alfred Peyton in that scenario. Um, all right, what else have we got? Should I drop Otto Porter and pick up Chris Boucher? I would do that, yes. Godspeed 101, rank your rookies to hold in a 12-team, nine-category league. LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, they're your top two. Um, then it gets a little bit murky. Patrick Williams, Isaac Okoro, Denny Avdia, um, Tyrese Halliburton. I reckon I might have Al- Halliburton at number three if we're going to be if we're going to be serious about it because I love what he's doing at the moment. Um, I'm just trying to have a look and see how my rookie projections look at this point, but my uh, my screen's not giving me the information that I need. Um, all right, so yeah, look, Ball, Wiseman, Halliburton, probably. I'd go with Williams. Um, Hayes, and then yeah, then Akora, Avdia, Edwards, all pretty similar uh, towards the end there. So that's how I'd have them at this point. Do I have any streamers for points leagues today? Yes, I do have streamers for points leagues today. Would you like me to tell you what they are? I assume you do. So let's go and have a look. Um, and again, I'm giving you default um, default points league stream values. So let's have a look at some guys who for today are under 50% rostered. Alfred Payton looks to be one of those guys. Denny Avdia and Patrick Williams. Michael Carter-Williams. I think he's going to be an interesting option for us today. I think he is a top streamer. Thad Young, Justin Holiday, with all those, uh, especially Thad, or Justin Holiday, that game's already started. Uh, Thad Young with those uh, absences for Chicago. He looks like a good streamer to me. What's up with Edwards? Amir says. Nothing. This is who he is. Like This is why I wasn't high on him as a number one pick. This is why I wasn't high on him as a fantasy option. I think this is just who he is. I don't think there's anything up with him. This is just him. Um... Owen Kiernan, will Lamelo be better than Lonzo at the end of the year? Huh. No, I don't. I think Lonzo's pretty good. Lamelo really showed some stuff yesterday, though. I think everyone would be pretty, um, pretty interested to see or pretty excited to see what he provided yesterday. I, I still think Lonzo will be better. In that, Isanok says, "Please don't skip my super chat." I didn't see your super chat. Let me scroll back up and try and find it. Got a. F- Is that it there? Let's have a look. What do I do with LaMarcus Aldridge, Robert Covington, and Brooke Lopez? You don't do anything. You just got to hold. They're struggling. 
I think at some point, Covington might be a drop, but he's not. You just hold. LaMarcus Aldridge, we're just holding. Brooke Lopez, we're just holding. You can't trade them at this point. You're not dropping them at this point. It sucks that they're underperforming, but you just have to hold. You can't do You can't do too much more with that. Like, there's just not much more you can do. Is Tyler Hero a sell high? Absolutely he is, because when Jimmy Butler comes back, he won't be able to produce like that. Will anyone buy into him as a top 70 player? Maybe, but you explore it. If they don't give you that money back, or that money, if they don't give you that value back, then you just, you just deal with it and you see how he goes. Sharvanjan Sirakuma says, Sivakuma says, what's up with Hassan Whiteside slump? It's not a slump. He's bad. That's it. He is that guy that when he plays and gets minutes, he puts up fantasy stats, but he is not a good NBA player. And the Kings have better players in front of him, so they're not playing him. This is that's this that's just simple. Um, is Jalen Brown a sell high? I think probably yes. Uh, he's obviously not going to do what he did yesterday. Oh, is he a must? You know, is he a must sell high sort of guy? You have to get rid of him under all circumstances. I I don't believe that's the case. But there is a his usage is absolutely through the roof. If I can uh, if I can find where Jalen Brown sits there, look, he's the twenty fourth ranked player in category. League. He's got a usage of over thirty. He's shooting 56 from the field and 61% from two. So there's going to be some regression there. Everything else is pretty similar, although he steals a way up too. So yes, I, yeah, he is a sell high. Um, what else have we got going on here in the chat? We're going to wrap this up in a couple of minutes. So get your questions in. I'll see what I can get to. Uh, Callus Talks again says, do I start Boucher, Levine, Peyton, Baisley, or Wendell Carter Jr. tonight? You've got to choose one out of that five with only seven games on. How many actives have you got? Far out. Um or are you just saying are these the do I start these five guys like Levine's in a great spot, Baisley's in a good spot, Carter's in a good great spot actually. Wendell Carter, um, Boucher's in a much better spot against the Knicks. I like all of them to start. The worst of that group's probably Peyton at this point, but even then it's not a bad position. Dwayne Castillo, do I stash Winslow in IR and stream Cam uh, and stream campaign in fourteen team? I think campaign's got fourteen team value. Yes. Stash Winslow in IR, sure, when he comes off. If he's doing nothing, then get rid of him. I've got him stashed in a lot of leagues, not because I think he's good, just because it's easier to stash someone. There's not that many other stashable guys out there, and you just put him there because I've got an empty IR spot, and I hold him there. Now, if someone in my team gets injured, I'll just drop Just Winslow. But if I've got the open spot, then I put him there, no worries. Tyler Jones, you mentioned that LaMelo Ball is going to take away from players like Devontae Graham. Obviously, his value drops, but how far do you see him drop him? Do you still see him as rosterable? in 12-team leagues. And I was pretty down on Devontae at the beginning of the season. He is currently the 141st ranked player because he just can't shoot at all. Um, I think he will become dry. I don't know who's going to lose the bulk of those minutes, whether it's Graham or Rogier. I think it's trending towards Graham at this point. And if he plays 27 a night, there's no way you want to hold him. He becomes an assist streamer. His assists are super valuable. He's also going to shoot a little bit better than the 31% he's currently shooting. But I do think that he is going to be a player that probably moves in to being a, a droppable guy. All right, I reckon we will uh, we will wrap this up. That is that is a lot. I didn't expect to do that much on uh, on this on this show. But hey, everyone was here. I appreciate it. Uh, don't forget subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Oh, hang on. Someone says I might have skipped their super chat, so I'm going to go and find that. Corey Hernandez. How do I find that one? Let's have a look. Um, sorry, Corey. Let me go find it, and then I'll answer it. And then someone, one other super chat just came in. You guys are just going to keep me hanging around with super chats. Um, Corey Hernandez, where is your super chat? I will go back to it. Scrolling, scrolling. 
Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Oh, Ahmed Mo actually had one. Do I trade Brook Lopez and for who? No, you shouldn't trade Brook Lopez. At this point, it's the low point of his value, so you just hold. And there's Corey's one. Do I drop Dillon Wright or Tyus Jones for a streamer in a points league? Tyus Jones in a points league does not have much value, so I would be more than okay with dropping him. And then... Um, all right, let's go with one more because I did see another super chat coming. Young Prince Paul, do I drop, drop, trade, hold Serge Ibaka in nine cat? Uh, I would you always at first try and see if you can get a trade. I'm not that high on him long term. See if you can trade him. Um, drop him. It just depends who else is available on the waiver wire. But I'm not looking at him as a guaranteed must hold sort of player. All right, that'll do me. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Guys, subs- oh, Mustafa, you just threw it in. This is the last question. No more super chats. Last question because i got to go. Mustafa Alana. Hey, Josh, I just traded Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton for Carl Anthony Towns. Is that a good trade? Yes, I think it is. Um, the, obviously, there is a worry with Towns and his injury. Um, also, would you trade Michael Porter and Lowry Markinen for Jalen Brown? I don't know if I would. There's a chance that Porter is better than Brown this year. It's a low chance, but there is a there is a chance. I'm not sure I would necessarily do that one. Guys, that's it. I'm out. Um, subscribe. Hit a thumbs up. Hit a like. I'm going to be doing this every Thursday throughout the season. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.